Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Slayer Lair, a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we watch episode by episode and talk all about the badass superhero Buffy, her amazing 90s outfits, and all the shenanigans of her and the Slayer crew at Sunnydale High. I'm Jen. And on the Buffy slaying steak scale, I am rare, the bloodiest of the three of us. And because I am fresh meat and have only seen these episodes once. And so this is all kind of like fresh to me. So you're a little bit maybe getting a fresher experience of the Buffy episodes and a lot of these are surprises I gasp a lot in, in, while watching the episodes I'm Amanda and on the steak scale I'm medium rare <laughs> where I am for the Buffy connoisseur um, I watched the episodes um, previously but this is probably only like my third time through completely so i remember some things but some things are gasp worthy for me as well um yeah so a little bit juicy but not as bloody as jen <laughs> and my name is chris and i am a well the fuck done steak i am overcooked y'all it is chewy and rough um i have a slight buffy obsession if i'm gasping it's because i am excited to see what jen is thinking of the episode or because i'm like super turned on by whatever's happening um I have seen the episodes many times and went so far as to delve into the comic book series. So I am definitely the most aware of what is happening and what is to come. So welcome back. Today we're talking about episode five, Reptile Boy. And before we get started, I just want to give a trigger warning for this episode. This whole episode as well, Buffy episode and Slayer Lair episode, we're going to mostly be talking about sexual violence, being drugged at a party, grooming, rape, and a little sprinkle of suicide in there. And if any of these topics are triggering to you, then this is probably an episode to skip and join us for episode six, Halloween. So if that wasn't an episode intro, <laughs> what else to really say? It is so, 10 in the morning. <laughs> um so I'm going to go ahead and start with what I thought this episode was about based on the title. Okay, so Reptile Boy, I kind of went in like two directions with this one. So we just finished watching Inca Mummy Girl. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this could be super literal where it's like a boy that is a reptile. And so I was thinking like a frog or iguana or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also was like this 
could also be like an early Illuminati reference of like the world leaders being reptiles. And I was like, it's one of those two things for sure. And I think it's, I got pretty close Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) with the Illuminati, guys. (laughs) So um, I wish it had been an iguana, honestly. Now that that was on the table, yeah. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity for sure. I do think it was many reptiles, but we'll have to get into that. A conglomeration <laughs> of reptiles. <laughs> yeah. So immediately we start the episode with like Buffy and Xander and Willow all in Buffy's room. And my captions just said, Indian singing. And I, I was, was like, so oh no. Okay, <laughs> yes, dude. I got after so after the last episode and all of the cultural appropriation that we witnessed in Inca Mummy Girl, I was immediately like, this is going nowhere good. <laughs> but then I'm glad we all were concerned. It ended up being okay. And they mm-hmm. were watching Bollywood movies and mm-hmm. Willow obviously hella got it mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. totally into it and following it and everything um they were almost having like a girl's night they were of. for sure like, <laughs> because they're both braiding Willow's hair yeah and Willow is just sitting on the ground while Xander and Buffy are in bed and she is holding a stuffed animal wearing overalls and drinking a juice pot <laughs> <laughs> like living her best life honestly you can really tell that she's over xander in her uh-huh, overalls uh-huh. with her juice box like our girl has found peace <laughs> <It's chilly. laughs> and buffy has to jinx their good time by saying there hasn't been a lot of a slaying activity lately <laughs> so obviously slaying activity is about to happen <laughs> <laughs> And then it cuts to this huge house. And I was like, oh, my God, this must be Cordelia's house. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, someone jumps out of a window. Dude, the girl bodies the window. Like, she doesn't even, like, imagine if, like, if you've ever run into a sliding glass door. Like, she (laughs) did that, but it shatters. And, like, there's just a hole that's shaped like her body (laughs) that she just ran the fuck through the window. And then she like jumps off a second story balcony Mm -hmm. like a girl is running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this whole time I was like, oh my God, it's Cordelia. (laughs) (laughs) You still thought it was Cordelia. Yeah, because she's just like brown haired. (laughs) But it wasn't. (laughs) And then all these dudes with robes are chasing her. And I was yeah, like, oh like my God, brown, dude. they're Illuminati. like brown robes. Yeah. And they have like that tie that's like the robe. It's just robe. Belt. Yeah. It's yeah. like monk, monk-esque. Monk, yeah, but they all also, have hoods up. Yeah. Monk, but also Ewok type yeah. of vibe happening, chasing her. Dude, and it was super West, West Craveny because it's like, it's like a hot girl with a short white skirt running through these woods where it's like yes. misty and foggy I being totally chased wrote that by- too. yeah it definitely <laughs> yeah just like and she can't stand up like she can't stay standing she's constantly tripping and falling over nothing and it, it just had like a lot of classic like horror movie tropes in this intro yes dude and I feel like as the dudes are running with their hoods up not showing their faces all I could think was like these are all white men. <laughs> like, 
we haven't seen their faces yet, but we hella know. Dude, only, only white men run around the woods in robes, dude. That's a white race taught thing. us, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She like jumps over a fet, like a giant gate thing. And it's like then, a stone wall. Like yeah, a- and she jumps over it like super amazingly. And then she's in the graveyard because we all know that like the graveyard is basically all Sunnydale <laughs> and there was just these like two tombstones and one just said like mother and one said dad yeah. oh no that's <laughs> all it said dude there were no years and no years it was just all gaps like someone hella phoned that shit in yeah. <laughs> like dude you show this cemetery like five times an episode why would you not invest in a more realistic tombstone <laughs> like it no this like- is fine Maybe it's the pet cemetery and they had like a topic oh. named dad or <laughs> and a cat named mother. Yeah. Dude, did you see her run past the pyramid? Yes. What? Mausoleum? That was Dude. crazy. Totally. Um, yeah, very inve- highly invested in the graveyard here in this town. <laughs> um, and then the robed men catch her mm-hmm. and you like see the they take their hoods off and they are white like young men rose swoopy like, <laughs> hair yeah, yeah. surprise rose. surprise <laughs> and then Dude. this is the immediately where i was like oh no a gay rape <laughs> is gonna happen oh no yeah yeah they're bros <laughs> especially because the one main bro who like talks to her we find out that her name is Callie the woman that's being pursued and the bro that talks to her he looks like something from like a J14 like pull out <laughs> kind of picture like he has yeah like exactly what you're saying like the highlighted like swoopy blonde hair he has like a chiseled jaw and he's like Callie where are you going the party's just getting started and so I was like damn what seemed like a monk like esoteric ritual actually looks like a gathering of Brock Turner's <laughs> is like what I have in my notes because I was like it was so creepy how he said it and I was yeah immediately like oh shit <laughs> this is a scary real life uh based episode like the horror portion of it is just being a woman <laughs> in yeah. everyday life dude totally it. that's what I was thinking too I was like okay this because it it's I was like this isn't even a goosebumpy episode <laughs> this is just some real shit like a lifetime episode <laughs> oh, dude but like with hoods with yeah hoods. yeah <laughs> I'm sure there are lifetime movies with hoods <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the opening scene fucking heavy right from the start Mm -hmm. like the episode didn't have a trigger warning but I felt like this was my moment of deciding whether or not I was gonna like buckle in for a potential gross um gang rape episode (laughs) yeah dude just the way I feel like anybody who's watching or any woman who is watching this episode just like the way he says it and everything, it totally gives you like a weird, it is a goosebumpy episode because you get like a shiver down your spine. <laughs> like those are words you never want to hear a man say. To you. Yes, it's like you combination know? goosebumps and like after school special. Yeah, yeah totally. 
but yeah so pretty heavy opening I would have taken like any amount of like uh monster attacks over that shit honestly but um yeah so of course we get our amazing rock and roll intro um and then we are at school and we have kind of like a ladies or boy crazy kind of opening scene mm-hmm. we have like Cordelia telling one of her friends about she's learning how to talk to men like college men <laughs> and then we also have Willow and Buffy um talking about the whole angel situation the situation shift that so Buffy's in did you notice that Cordy she's like reading a like teen magazine it like said teen on front and that's where she's <laughs> reading about like how to talk to college <laughs> okay and then what she's learning is that you like laugh intermittently and Cordy's fake laugh sounded something like <laughs> it's so loud <laughs> because that is how you attract men ladies <laughs> if you're trying to get some male attention <laughs> okay Um, but yes the situation ship yes and Buffy is like I've dreamed of Angel three nights in a row and makes it clear that they're super hot sex dreams yeah she said they dream she dreamed it's surround sound yes dude (laughs) and then she's like it's about the thing which only made me think of that ABBA song the honey honey song where they're like obviously singing about sex but instead they're like when you do your thing (laughs) yeah dude Angel is doing the thing um yeah dude I could only relate to having sex dreams about Angel I was like me too girl me too (laughs) but um Willow is like dude thank you for telling me about these sex dreams I think you should try to go on a friendship date with Angel because you guys totally won't fuck and I think you should go to coffee because that's the ultimate platonic like outing is coffee um and uh, yeah so they're walking to class I just want to point out that Every single shirt that Buffy wears in this episode is see-through. Yeah, <laughs> and she has starting on, with like, this a one. black bra, and it's like white and lacy shirt. Yeah. And then she definitely has like giraffe patterned pants. Yeah, okay, those were sick. Those yeah, were yeah, sick. she's power clashing <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, it's like a super lacy, very low cut. It's already like a low cut shirt, right? But then it's also see-through and she's wearing, yeah, I feel like she's wearing like a leopard bra underneath. I know. It's amazing. (laughs) And yeah, this is where we start to be like the whole I'm 16 (laughs) kind of is coming into play a lot in this episode. It's very creepy. I was very uncomfortable for a lot of this episode. But um, yeah, they... The gang walks to class. Um, okay. And then that's when Cordelia like pronounces that she's apparently she's over high school guys. She's dating college guys now, which I didn't feel like was a huge revelation because in the last episode, her boyfriend was like 30. Yeah. He was like the lead singer <laughs> of that band. So I was like, okay, <laughs> good to know. Um, and she is right now, she's talking to someone who a guy that's in Delta Kappa Zeta, FYI. Like, I just want that to be known. <laughs> 
and Buffy is like, okay, that's great, whatever. I gotta go meet with Giles in the library. Yeah, so- mm-hmm. and so <laughs> she goes to the library, and Giles just like basically tells her off. <laughs> <It's> yeah, like <laughs> you can't like you're slacking on your training and you aren't like taking this seriously and this has to be like the most important thing is your slayer training and then he basically tries to convince Buffy that being the slayer is better than being a teenager (laughs) she's like no dude like you aren't hot like me I need to like explore this like being a hot 16 year old I'll never have this again yeah so I feel like this is also where like one of our first themes shows up that in our last episode in Inca Mummy Girl with Fampata we really saw (laughs) Buffy have to face up to like one of the bigger challenges of wanting to have a normal life and having to watch how when Fampata tries to take her life into her own hands and have a like quote unquote normal life that means kind of bulldozing and like murdering many people to achieve that and letting down her community essentially so Buffy has already had to swallow a hard pill literally in the last episode that her Mm -hmm. life will never be normal In this episode, she's having to face that she may never be able to have fun. So she's trying to say, like, I'm embracing my not normal life, but fuck, man, I need to let loose a little bit. I Mm -hmm. need to have some moments where I'm having fun. And I think that that is a message that shows up a lot in this episode is Buffy being told that her duty and her responsibility is the most important thing and really losing track of the fact that, yeah, she is a hot 16-year-old girl with a cheetah print bra <laughs> under a see-through lacy top. And like, yeah, and she should be able to explore what it means to not only be a slayer, but to be a 16-year-old girl. It was a fucking bummer. Speaking of Fampata, I feel like Giles is like, he basically is like, okay, yeah, it's slow at work right now. Like not a lot of, you know, it's less para and more normal right now. (laughs) So his advice is like, you should be training in the off season, which totally I get like, which makes sense. But yeah, how, dude, she's gonna tear an ACL or something. How long ago (laughs) did the mummy thing happen? Like, are we just saying like how long ago like because everyone is saying like things have been normal lately is it because it wasn't a vampire Mm. attack that they feel like everything's been chill lately because everyone keeps talking about how nothing weird has happened to them like dude a bunch of people just got sucked dry (laughs) like last week but I don't know maybe it wasn't last week they're like she didn't come from the hell mouth so yeah okay or maybe a week is like a long time for it to be like a slow week is like for them they're like letting their guard down I don't know I just was like let's not talk about what just happened (laughs) but it's slow oh she also is sad because she's like Giles doesn't know what it's like to have to stake vampires while you have you're having fuzzy mm. feelings towards one so she's also feeling conflicted about that she says when you're digging on the undead which <laughs> is like one of my favorite phrases from the whole episode <laughs> 
so later okay so later the gang's outside of school and they watch like this blacked out bmw <laughs> like roll up in front of the high school i yeah, just want to reiterate it's that really it's problematic <laughs> yeah it's, it's really problematic cordelia runs up and the window rolls down and reveals that it's the scary brock turner bro from the start of the episode and his homie and they both look like they're 40 because everybody that's in high school in this show is actually 20 (laughs) so they look so old like the casting for the college people it had to have been 40 year old actors because they look so old compared to them um and the friend is like creepily staring at Buffy through the window um and they invite Cordelia and Buffy to a party that's tomorrow night and so Cordelia has to pretend like Buffy's actually her friend so she drags her to the car and introduces her to Richard and I immediately was like okay Dick his name is Dick (laughs) and Tom okay who's the creepy guy that's been staring at her in the car and we're finding out that Tom and Dick are (laughs) like fraternity brothers um we knew that Cordelia said she was dating someone but now we're like meeting them in that frame and Cordelia says like oh Buffy's not my friend she's more like a sister (laughs) and I I really appreciated that I think that another thing that we're seeing in this is the concept of like chosen brother brotherhood in the sense of a fraternity versus like this forced sisterhood that we keep seeing Cordelia and Buffy getting hella thrown together stuck in situations where Cordelia has to like stuff all this trauma hella far down or it rolls off of her undetermined and like Buffy keeps on being these really stressful situations with her so they're hella trauma bonded versus these like frat douches that want to be douchey together and they inflict the trauma yeah they're trauma bonded in a different way (laughs) yes okay so tom the actor who plays tom is eight years older than buffy gross (laughs) yeah okay like the character or the actor actor okay okay filming this episode buffy is 20 and tom is 28 (laughs) okay that makes sense Wow, they really tried to stay accurate to the age difference because like in the, okay, the conversation that Tom has with Buffy is really gross. It's really bad. This is where you kind of get the first like grooming Mm -hmm. part of the episode. I mean, I feel like all the grooming, most of it really comes from this Tom character, but he is so manipulative. (laughs) And yeah, he is a senior in college Mm -hmm. so he's 22 Mm -hmm. and Buffy is 16 yeah she's like I'm a junior (laughs) yeah and I feel like the whole yeah the whole time he's kind of just like you're like mature for your age and just like saying shit like that and like I just couldn't get over like they're literally in front of like a high school you know yeah and he's obviously hitting on her like so there's no mistaking there's like it's very targeted it's not like he could be like I didn't know how old she was even though that's always bullshit but yeah 
someone says you're really mature for your age Mm -hmm. fucking run yeah (laughs) run from that statement yeah you're not but um yeah he also gives us the information that he you know he's not like the other guys in the trial. <laughs> like he's not creepy you can trust him he's only in it because his father and his grandfather were in it <laughs> so I'm like this is a Kennedy <laughs> 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 obviously um but Buffy's like okay yeah you seem chill you know I feel like I can trust you but also like I'm good off coming to the party like I'm in a situationship Mm-hmm. like I'm busy all of a sudden Giles comes out to the quad and like shouts her name <laughs> like an angry like housewife <laughs> like an angry British housewife he's like puppy and like points at his watch like across the quad it's so embarrassing and rude um and so Buffy's like okay like I gotta go but when she says I gotta go she definitely gives like bedroom eyes yeah dude she <laughs> is horny from yeah. all her angel wet dreams yes and like he she's not getting any from him so yeah she's definitely primed to being manipulated mm-hmm. by this dude who's giving her like the attention that she wants to be getting from angel mm-hmm. we've all been there girl mm-hmm. it happens um okay (laughs) this is so camp so in the library giles has put on like elbow pads (laughs) and he also has like a long ass sword in one hand and a staff in the other and he's like it's time to train (laughs) i'm not gonna hold back (laughs) (laughs) um and he like lunges at her with the sword and she immediately just like beats his ass and like breaks the staff in half (laughs) yeah um and he's like okay never mind go on patrol like that scene is like literally a minute (laughs) (laughs) it was incredible dude and then so buffy goes on patrol which i guess is just roaming the graveyard (laughs) like in sweatpants (laughs) at night it's at night of course and then of course like angel creeps up out of nowhere and like buffy finds something on the ground she like bends over to pick it up and angel's there and he's like there's blood on it and she's <laughs> just like wait what <laughs> that's the first thing he says he walks like, behind her i can smell it <laughs> okay so he definitely can smell when she's on her period right dude like, that was my, that first, was my thought. first thought yes, that's- dude, that's her first thought too <laughs> she's like hella mentally tracking her cycle right now <laughs> oh my god dude that's hilarious. like is that how he finds her when she <laughs> is in trouble <laughs> he's just like <laughs> she's at the bronze with a heavy flow he's like Buffy I think you need a new tampon <laughs> dude a menstrual cup could save their fucking relationship like because he could do a shot yeah and, like, dude like, she can save bed yeah. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Dude, but he looks so hot because he is so well dressed now. Like it's like season two, so now he has on like a blazer, like, and like all a time. red V neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just wear like tank tops anymore. Like he's really dressing up for <laughs> oh my her. god, gross. Yeah. Okay. Also, dude, they also have a moment though where in the conversation it's shoehorned in that like 
she's 16 and he's 241 and I felt like it was so interesting it's like that is totally like canon already like it's Mm -hmm. been established and it's such an interesting episode to bring it up like again and just like remind everyone that like this this is is also toxic (laughs) um and they're like it's just like you want to date me (laughs) she's like I didn't say anything about date he's like you just want to have coffee with me and he's like that's not gonna work for me because he's like I want to fucking throw down pipe (laughs) (laughs) he like grabs her and it's so erotic yeah it is aggressive in a hot way yeah yeah, for sure yeah and Buffy's like when you kiss me I want to die (laughs) i want i want love like that (laughs) i was definitely like dude is this her wet dream like is she about to wake up and this is like the surround sound dream (laughs) that she's having dude and then like is it because she's like if i was dead then we could be together (laughs) oh okay hot take hot take Yeah, I thought it just was like she wanted to die. She just wants to die, like orgasming. Yeah, <laughs> <or something>. totally. <laughs> like I could just die. Yeah, I don't know. It was amazing and super dark and hot, and <laughs> I did not want that scene to end. They were so close to kissing, dude. They were dude, so yeah. close to kissing, and it would have been animalistic for sure. At least the scene that played out in my mind was <laughs> very hot. Yeah, dude, the scene definitely played out in all of our minds. I was like, this is either Buffy's wet dream or my wet dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, then. Like that's it. It's like the next day. Then we that's all have blue clit. We all, we all have blue clit. Blue clit. <laughs> and <laughs> Cordy comes up to Buffy and she's like, I need you to go to this rape party with me. <laughs> and she's like, This guy is like so rich mm-hmm. and like so many diverse things are named after him. <laughs> like a farm and like aeronautics yeah okay i that made me wonder okay do you think his family owns all the abandoned factories throughout sunnydale no dude because then he wouldn't be poor (laughs) yeah they they wouldn't those could be the failed businesses like maybe Mm. no dude maybe they made they used to make like typewriters or something <laughs> like i don't know I maybe like that was they... a, before the aeronautics business <laughs> they hella write it off dude because they keep being like oh this like frat and school is like right on the outside of town so i feel like it's implying that like everything outside of Sunnydale okay. is like right outside of town and that's why we never see it or mm. hear about it ever again <laughs> well yeah because it's right outside so like the stone wall of the graveyard it's mm-hmm. on the other side of that so we don't talk about anything <laughs> outside yeah that. dude yeah graveyard or bust yeah I thought that was interesting too because there's like a super elite school <laughs> Yes, that no one's ever mentioned until now that well, obviously be like a could... regular school that just has like this crazy okay I guess you're right yeah you're right because the frat is elite mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're like some skull and bones at yeah. Yale or whatever. Exactly. Yes. I was like, I didn't realize that they lived <laughs> near Yale. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> that's where this took place. Um, can we also just comment on how this is the second instance of seeing someone wear a highlighter green article of clothing? Mm. Because in the last earlier in the episode xander wears this like fucking highlighter green okay, yes, button yes. up shirt which <laughs> it's dope i was hella so jealous dope. of so yeah dope. it was really cool and now like buffy is wearing this highlighter green mini skirt mm-hmm. which i was also jealous of mm-hmm. it is fucking dope mm-hmm. yeah that's it i just wanted to say how i was jealous of xander's outfit for the first time this season <laughs> <laughs> so cordelia nags buffy into going to the rape party Mm -hmm. and buffy because she's so spun off of angel's dick that she did not get last night like she needs to fuck like now she so she just agrees to go she's like whatever Mm -hmm. fuck it let's go meanwhile in a weird basement yeah, <laughs> I immediately like, was dude, like basement dungeon, dungeon unfinished basement it's what yeah. I call it. it's finished they turned oh, it into a cave they've turned it into a dun- yeah a, a fuck dungeon um yes. sweaty men are pledging their lives to delta kappa zeta and something called the machita which i looked it up and it's like a Japanese word and it okay. means rice patty that's all I could find <laughs> that is all I could find I don't know if you guys found anything else it does not mean whatever it's being referred to it's it's yeah it's a random name they refer to it as the Machida whom we serve um on my oath before my assembled assembled brethren I promise to keep our secret from this day until the day I die in blood I was baptized and in blood I shall reign in his name <laughs> yeah this is some Harvard shit too for sure yeah and they're like as they're doing this oath they're like cutting this dude who's taking it like with a sword mm-hmm. you know and he's taking it which is also confusing because I thought that new pledges just happened once a year you wouldn't be just like constantly doing this oath to people <laughs> i don't know that well maybe this well, is the, the one ritual yeah the rituals it does take okay place one time right, a year. once a year you're right and you're then right. also this is the only non-white person that they like they heard people saying that they're an all whites crew and they were like fuck we need a person of color <laughs> that we can like carve pictograms into his <laughs> chest with a giant broadsword <laughs> like, yeah it did seem like a weird inclusive. tool to do yeah um and so they like they're like yeah in his name in his name like that's like their cheers or whatever <laughs> and then they all well you know they finish the ritual and they're like ruski time which was just like honestly the most like concerning part of the whole thing like that's what i was like okay, that's what they're definitely right yeah <laughs> they're having a cold one with the boys like not like, the blood oath not the blood oath like it could have gone anyway until they were like brewski time <laughs> and then it was okay like, if this they can said, only go one way if they had said let's do like if they had been like gin and tonic time would you have been con- as concerned no dude <laughs> <laughs> 
this is literally where like in my notes I just put Brock Turner is that you (laughs) and then I feel like that is how it continued on through Mm. the episode where it was more and more like yes that (laughs) is you just like the 1997 version dude and so they're having brewskis they're like pounding hella beers with the bros and the um and there's rock music playing like there's, there's rock- speakers down there there's rock or, music or they brought a boom in their finished basement dude yeah in their finished basement <laughs> and we they've see- got those like rocks that are speakers <laughs> <laughs> for the aesthetic Disneyland. oh yeah. my god yes <laughs> um dude but callie's down there and she's fucking chained up, dude. And Dick, Richard, is totally taunting her in a super creepy, scary, mm-hmm. fratty way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not great. <laughs> no, it's not good. It does not look good. It's very no. incriminating. Yeah. Um, and then, so the next day at school, or no, is it? Are we? Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming it's... because I yeah. feel like some night, like that. I, that was there's that no night. windows in the basement. <laughs> Been any time, but I would assume they're doing this shit in the darkness. And it is a frat, though. They could have been drinking beers at like eleven any time. Yeah, any time, all time. Um. So Buffy is telling Willow and Zero she's going to a frat party with Cordelia. She also updates them that nothing happened when she ran into Angel because he treats her like a child. Hmm. (laughs) Um. And at least Tom can carry on conversation. <laughs> Which is grooming. <laughs> yeah. Yes, dude. Um. Meanwhile, Giles is practicing swordplay alone in the library as the gang walks in, which is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. And Buffy shows Giles what she found on patrol last night. She found a bracelet. It has like E and T mm-hmm. kind of punched into it. Um. And she quickly lies to Giles that you know she can't really go. You know she found this clue. Angel said there's blood on it. Not much I can do, though, because my mom is sick. I'm super <laughs> sick. I'm definitely sick. I'm homework. <laughs> I'm homework. Yeah. She calls out sick. She calls yeah. Out yes. Um, and yeah, so Giles is like, you know what? You're feeling sick. Just go home. Get some rest. Don't get piped. Don't <laughs> get raped. Just go home and rest. She's like, okay, sounds good. Um, and Xander obviously is like, I'm going to go to the party to protect Buffy (laughs) is what he decides basically. Okay. So now we're at the party and everybody there is dressed business casual. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Every single, like they are in full suits and ties. It's so weird. And then like all, like most of the women are wearing slinky black dresses except for Cordelia who has on like one of those silk like kind of that weird time in the 90s when like everyone was wearing those like silk kind of Chinese dresses <laughs> like that is what she's wearing it's very Dude, weird <laughs> this was amazing because before the party when Cordelia sat Buffy down and she was specifically like this isn't about fun it's about duty which was just too fucking much (laughs) cordelia tells buffy don't wear black silk chiffon or spandex (laughs) because those are her staples so iconic and then buffy shows the fuck up in a slinky black dress Mm -hmm. and i just thought that was such a fucking power move and it seemed fine it's not <laughs> like Cordelia's wearing silk. She maintained mm-hmm. one of the fabrics that she said that she was gonna 
that was one of her Cordelia code staples. And so they're at the party and the frat guy, Dick, comes up with drinks and they're two completely different drinks. Like one (laughs) is clear and the other one is like red and has fruit in it. And it's just like, okay, that is a big red flag. (laughs) Like, do not drink those drinks. Don't drink the drinks. Don't drink the drinks. And thankfully Buffy is like, no thanks, rapist. (laughs) Like, I will... I'm not drinking that and he was like oh that's okay I get it when I was your age I wasn't doing grown up stuff either which is just like so funny (laughs) it is so I don't know like do you think I mean I guess it's hard to teach someone what grooming is but it's just like did no one teach uh, did people teach us what grooming was no dude we no, were in like, AOL chat rooms I was gonna say <laughs> and I definitely was in similar situations like I definitely remember meeting up with dudes that were older and like feeling hella cool yeah because and like we would go out and like party and drink yeah and they were like 19 and I was like 15 and yeah. I just thought I was like cool like a cool person or whatever totally Dude, so yeah, I feel like this is totally better for the next generation. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the next generation, Hella knows what grooming is. There's like TikToks yes. that are like, this is what grooming is, <laughs> like a straight up definition. I don't think that I ever heard the word grooming yeah, until I was like a full fledged adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, <laughs> it just was like being creepy, quote yeah, unquote, yeah, it was. or like being nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, this dude is so nice. He just gave me this really strong vodka drink. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a this super guy's cool so nice. Old. He smokes me out. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So yeah, it's it's dark. It's, it's scary. Dark. Yeah. It's yeah. It's definitely and, dark. Then Xander, meanwhile, is like sneaking through a window, which mm-hmm. just seems very excessive. <laughs> he could have totally it's like just... a party, but he did get the memo. He does get. He yeah. is wearing like um, a polo, a, a polo collared, <laughs> yeah, like tucked into corduroys. And knows, dude. Yeah, she yeah. knows, dude. It looks like the um, <laughs> it's like that golfer. What's his name? Which Arnold one? Palmer. <laughs> No. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the only oh, the I dude know. who. Okay, okay. Who wears that Tiger who, like, Woods? Always wears red Tiger Woods. He always Tiger Woods. wears that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Tiger Woods saw this and was like, "That's my new signature fit." <laughs> He's like, "This really, this dude really exemplifies like the type of life I want to live." Oh my god. Oh, and he's so like, look at the movement, range of movement he has climbing through that window. <laughs> but he still <laughs> looks professional. <laughs> so oh we know now, too, that like these are not just gross frat bros that Xander and Buffy mm-hmm. and Cordelia are all kind of like partying with now. They are rich and mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. frat bros. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that is all of them they're business bros yeah they're business bros and they have like benefited from generational Mm -hmm. wealth their daddy's money yes yeah Yeah, like they have a solid foundation of being hella rich so Mm -hmm. obviously they're 
the fucking worst. They're entitled as fuck. Are those super entitled Mm -hmm. bros? And after they get in there, it felt like watching a gross version of Anchorman. It was so (laughs) fucked up that it was almost like comedic. It was so hard to watch, dude. Like that one, like they walk into the party and this one, these two dudes are just standing there Mm. as these like women walk by and they're just like, babes. (laughs) And it was like, wow, dude this is Anchorman. (laughs) I love it's almost like the most cartoony version of like frat bros ever. Like at one point when Buffy is just standing alone minding her own business this drunk bro literally (laughs) tries to tackle her to the ground. She like drunkenly is like girl and like runs (laughs) barrels towards her when out of nowhere Tom like a fucking low-key character like literally just like out of nowhere is like hey let's go dance like pulls her out of the way of the like huge football bro that's gonna tackle her dude yes, he runs into the wall hella hard yeah no like, it literally he was, <laughs> he was gonna body her dude yes. Yes. Dude, but yeah and she gets like saved by tom mm-hmm. and he's like dance with me <laughs> <laughs> and he like and of course it's a slow dance yeah like every party <laughs> i've ever yeah, been to the there's a slow dance <laughs> And he is also wearing a suit jacket and like a V-neck sweater. And he's just like trying to convince Buffy she's too mature throughout this like whole dance. She has too much responsibility. And she's like hella vibing it, you know, because she is also feeling that way. She's yeah. like, dude, you're right. Like, I just want to act like a kid. And which wouldn't really mean like slow dancing with somebody in like a suit jacket (laughs) (laughs) honestly in the 90s i think we all agree that that is what being (laughs) at least for me (laughs) it was very business casual yes with older men (laughs) with older men not in the 90s oh no that's right i was one (laughs) but the people were like Ten. somewhere <laughs> somewhere out there those men were 10 years old <laughs> and then they um xander kind of gets like found out they're like who's the new guy which is just also so unrealistic <laughs> like they know everyone coming to- like what kind of party is this they also <laughs> call buffy new girls they so, do yeah they have like an inventory of yeah. i mean it is ritual night so they have to have like a trusted crew like invite only yeah and anybody there that you don't know is likely up for (laughs) for sacrificing yeah they're women yeah (laughs) they're like we at least know all the new men (laughs) and they're like oh it's a new pledge to xander which is also weird too because like he doesn't even go there (laughs) (laughs) I think they just decide like we don't know this dude yeah they're like let's have another haze killing as likely is what happens at this fraternity (laughs) dude it honestly seems like I mean it shouldn't be super surprising I feel like a lot of what we've heard about hazing makes this um pretty clear but Buffy and Cordelia are not the only ones who are almost 
victimized, who are victimized. Yeah. Xander is almost sexually assaulted in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, the frat boys know no bounds on what they will do. Yeah, Xander is in a position where he is now like also getting harassed in a pretty fucked up creepy way. So the last time we saw him, he was getting dragged away by three giant frat boys who are screaming, new pledge, new pledge. And in the next moment, he has been stuffed into a like very tight very short snakeskin patterned skirt and like a pretty fucking enormous bra a that giant I guess they just bra. had on <laughs> like hand. Whose bra, <laughs> whose bra is that, dude? Like and then like the boobs are hard. So it's like it's giant, but also like one of those crazy Victoria's Secret push-up bras where it's like and it's like so it's also it's also from the 60s because it's like pointed <laughs> like yes, the shaping dude. of the cup it's is like pointy. a wild bra <laughs> like it's not it's not a sexy bra it does not match the aesthetic of the mini skirt mm-hmm. and then they like put a blonde wig on him and scream at him to dance and while... they love it yeah they, they love it fucking <laughs> love it yes. <laughs> And one of the dudes are like the guy who makes this basically anchor man while he's abusing Xander with a large paddle is screaming, shake it, don't break it, wrap it up and I'll take it. How did I miss? I blocked out that scene. I, did I rewound it. I rewound it so that I could write down. Wait, that's what they're saying to Xander? Yes, dude. That's, that's like what their the chant? Saying. It's one guy okay. saying it. Well, like other people make hand gestures of like fondling his giant boobs and like smacking like... across the ass. Like. <laughs> okay. So it's like, Wait. it's like a hand of. Day, like like fingering like how you would fondle balls okay but yeah okay boobs. fondle balls like yeah y'all like, know like, like david bowie in the labyrinth with those like <laughs> balls <laughs> yes dude exactly like that but like obviously at his boobs his giant giant boobs mm-hmm. and yeah they're just screaming at him to dance and he is kind of trying to be like okay like i did the thing there's other pledges like who's next and they're like, no, it's just you. Keep fucking dancing while yeah. we like hit you with a paddle. Okay, this is what it felt like when you guys tied me up at my bachelor. <laughs> this is literally what it felt like. Okay, to be fair, at Amanda's bachelorette party, we did tie her to a chair and like pour Saddle alcohol me. down her throat. Or you did riding crop. You riding crop. We used me. a riding crop. Thank you very much, and um, several dildos to smack you with. I'm sorry that we made you think you were gonna die <laughs> i was like is it anyone else's turn and you guys were like shut up take it yeah that's that's true that's so true you get being in a loving relationship that yeah, ends in marriage yeah what the fuck oh, best side of my life best side of my life Paris, dude meanwhile buffy is okay so she doesn't recognize the blonde woman that's being assaulted with the bra on because it's Xander so she's like yeah. whatever I don't know who that is so she's like I'm gonna this go is outside. fine this I'm is gonna fine. Go outside. 
Um, and she finds a broken piece of glass on the ground outside and she looks up and she sees a boarded up window which I feel like isn't super out of place yeah at a frat totally but it totally raises a red flag for her it's like they could be like playing ball inside (laughs) (laughs) just frat houses are notorious for just being totally fucked up (laughs) yeah totally um, and then that's when Dick and Tom come out to give her a shot and they all okay, cheer. Also, their <laughs> drinks are different than Again? Her I thought uh, they were all shots. They were not. So they were, but they were not the same. Like hers was clear. Okay. And theirs was colored. And then hers, mm. like, was obviously a tequila shot, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. had like a little lime, lime. on the end. Mm-hmm. But theirs did not. It was just this like other liquid that was kind of like orangey in color. Yeah, dude. There was just so many times where it was like, girl. this is her first party that she's gone to a college party dude and they're definitely like a toast to maturity yeah Yeah. and like Buffy (laughs) is so lost in like wishing she was 200 years old so that (laughs) Angel would pay attention to her and this is such a like obviously connected to her feelings of rejection and just like dude trying to feel something mm-hmm. and taking a tequila shot about it mm-hmm. is usually fine but not at a frat house girl like no do that shit unless with your you friends. pour it yourself unless you yeah. pour it yourself and yeah. definitely not when like your drink looks different than everyone else's <laughs> drink like the women are drinking clear drinks <laughs> And like the girl you came with disappeared with Brock yes. like an hour ago, and you mm. haven't seen her since. Like, but you're drinking. Maybe with don't him. drink that drink. Yeah. yeah. Um, she does. It's okay. It's okay. But she does. She takes Buffy. the shot. She doesn't know. Dude, if she takes she the shot like a champ, she doesn't even grimace or she anything. Doesn't she even use the lime. Right yeah. yeah. Fucking and so bitch. all of a sudden she's like stumbling <laughs> through the party, and it's like, uh oh, oh no, she was drugged, and so she's like stumbling up the stairs which is literally the worst place to go it's like dude you'd be better like on the front lawn (laughs) totally she definitely like looks around the party though they they give it a moment of like she looks around looking for tom and then is obviously hella overstimulated Mm -hmm. and like not recognizing that what has happened is she's been drugged Mm -hmm. but still i did have the same moment of like don't, don't go, go up the stairs and then she finds a room and she's like i'm just gonna lay in this bed i was like don't uh, lay in the don't bed, lay in the bed. Yeah. Every, every woman knows you don't pass out at the frat house dude. <laughs> no yeah. why, don't do it. and so she's passed out on the bed and then like all of a sudden one of the rapies is up it's there Dick. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, and he is starting to touch her, like going for her, like to choke her out. <laughs> I don't know. He's, He's like just like her neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> going for it. And then Tom is like, don't touch her, you pervert. Which I was like, okay. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. And then he goes, she's not for you. For the- She's for the pleasure of the one we serve. <laughs> And they're both like in his name, in his name. And I was like, oh my God, is it FC? <laughs> is that who they serve? <laughs> Dude. And then yeah, he's Tom is definitely like, oh, 
like you can't have the other one either and the camera pans over to where you can see on the other side of the bed kind of like on the ground mm-hmm. is cordelia also passed out like super slumped over herself mm-hmm. and it's just fucking terrifying dude it's like obviously it's both of these girls first parties like they have obviously been hella fucking groomed by these older men and yeah now we have to see them in this like horrible horrible situation it was really intense it was really intense (laughs) yeah and like okay so because they won't touch them or whatever does that mean that they need to be virgins for like what's whatever is going to happen next and then I don't think that they would have invited Cordelia if they needed virgin. Yeah, like does that mean that Cordelia <laughs> I don't is think virgin? So. Like, is it do we know for a fact that she's not? I don't think we know for a fact. She I think definitely that... talks a big game, but like Yeah, but like uh-huh. lots of people yeah. talk big game. And she is well, okay, like she's 16, which is both young and uh-huh. also like a realistic time for someone to have lost their virginity by then, yeah. you know. So, um I like the concept that they have to be virgins, but like these dudes how would they how would they fucking sure know? like they, yeah. just have, they didn't ask they didn't ask yeah, yeah. So i think it's just more like... just like don't play with the master's food before he fucking eats it or some shit like yeah he like, doesn't he doesn't want to yeah he doesn't want to taste sure okay don't okay. salt the fucking yeah don't last se- time they had season the salt. meat they had yeah don't season the meat dude. Yeah, it's like the master yes. doesn't get anyone's leftovers. Like you can sub after the master has eaten, not before. <laughs> I think it's a more of a, like a respect thing. Is what okay, it's okay. Like. Um. Okay. So we have this super terrifying thing happening. Thank God that we have Willow and Giles in the library for some comedic relief because it's very yes. fucking intense. Um. So Willow's at the computer, obviously, because she's a hacker. So she knows how to use a computer. And she's typing into a search. Like some type of green text. <laughs> I don't know. Situation. Some type of search engine, I guess. Um, and they're looking for like four letter words that end in ENT because the bracelet has ENT. It's like broken in half and all they can see is ENT. <laughs> so it's basically like, like the original so word. many letters before <laughs> also like, yeah dude, they're probably only- alta vista too just that's what was available in 1997 <laughs> was alta vista dude whatever vista. they were using is super effective because as soon as she searches kent it like finds articles related to their location yeah. and exactly what they're looking for and she finds out that there's a preparatory school like kent preparatory and there's a missing girl and it's a news article and the news article has a picture of callie so they're on to something here and they realize that oh shit there's actually like a bunch of missing girls mm. and they all go missing on like almost exactly the same day which is like around now time um and so Giles immediately is like oh my god like this is crazy we have to call Buffy and Willow trying to cover for Buffy uh she's like no let's call Angel instead (laughs) (laughs) 
I love how they totally are like, no one calls Xander. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call call Angel instead. Um, So they call Angel um, and Angel shows up and they're like, dude, yeah, this bracelet. And Angel's like, wait, she found the bracelet on the yeah. south side of the graveyard. By, and the, the, uh, by the south wall. By the yeah. south wall. And, and yeah, Willow's like, the college, <laughs> yeah. the fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> like it goes like full on like national treasure. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she's like, Buffy. And they're like, wait yeah you're right we should go get her from her house to like have us help her and she's like wait no she's not at her house she's at the fraternity partying and they're like just like she lied to me like super (laughs) butthurt and it's like yeah she did it's everything yeah she has really come into her own at this point. Like, it's wild how much growth we have seen Willow experience. And, like, she is standing up to Giles, who is a, like, very respectable figure in her life and is hella challenging him, both as an adult figure in Buffy's life and specifically as her, like, supernatural figure, as her watcher, and being like, fuck you she is only doing this because you won't give her a moment to exist as a 16 year old girl and she's like fuck you angel you've been alive forever and you don't have time for a fucking cup of coffee (laughs) and it's like dude that's obviously not why he didn't go (laughs) like it's not a timing issue it's because he's hello fucking old yeah but it was awesome willow's mm-hmm. totally a ride or die yeah. yeah she worded them up super hard yeah um meanwhile the party people are leaving xander they're finally done toying with xander so he can leave but he realizes he never found buffy and cordelia that whole time he hasn't seen them um and then we get a shot of the basement and you see Tom with his shirt off and he has all of these scary ass scars Dude, all like over so his many. chest. They're fucking and huge. his arms and his and back. his back. Yes. And so they're like these diamonds and mm-hmm. they're all over and it's like scarred. It's like scarification mm-hmm. all over his body. And so I remember how they were like carving this other guy when Mm -hmm. he was like getting in. So like, is that what they were carving on him? And then it's like, does why does Tom have so many? So maybe because he's a senior, so he's had to do it for four, like four times. Like this is his fourth time, maybe. Okay, he does kind of have leader vibes. Like there is a moment when he's talking to Buffy and he says to her way in the beginning oh i'm only part of this frat because my grandfather and my father were part of this frat so Mm. it seems like he's been his family has been involved in it for a hot ass minute Mm -hmm. and then also while 
Buffy and Cordelia have kind of woken up from being fucking roofied and they're chained up next to Callie. Mm-hmm. And Callie says like, oh, Tom, the nice one is super the one you have to look out mm-hmm. for. Like he's the worst one. And you kind of see him like pulling the reins. Like he stops Dick from, you know, fucking raping Buffy. So he seems like he kind of has leader vibes like he's the main asshole out of them all dude and he gets super slithered up they put like a, yeah. sil- a, a little green, green robe yes. yes. oh my god totally that and makes a lot of sense Tom, actually dude. yeah <laughs> um and Tom looks at Buffy and says, she's last. It's so fucking funny because Cordelia is like, who's first? Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Such a good reaction. <laughs> dude, yeah. And she just keeps like screaming it and he like just doesn't even answer her. Oh, and he's like drinking from a chalice. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls out these three like stones. We never find out what they're for. It's yeah, just menacingly just, he like, pulls out three stones. stones. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he like pours whatever liquid like from the chalice onto them and they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, like sets them down and he's like, all right, I'm ready now. Like they were maybe just his like calming crystals or something. <laughs> <laughs> um and so Tom is like, it's been a year since our last offering and a year where our bounty has overflowed and we come to you with fresh offerings, except our offering dark lord. <laughs> dude very very Potter vibes very much yeah <laughs> okay so I just want to point out that we don't find out we don't see the main baddie for this of this episode until there's like seven minutes left in the episode <laughs> like there has been no reptile boy this entire episode until they waited for the money shot it's which is it. yeah <laughs> what burst from the hole is Voldemort <laughs> For fucking sure. Yeah. It is a snake. Like, imagine a merman, but <laughs> like the bottom is like a huge snake body. Yeah. And the top is like scaly vulva. And a little bit like swamp creature. Yeah. Like, webbed, like in between his arm and his rib is like webbed. And it's he has the like... tiniest little teeth. Like, yeah. Tiny... But they're like sharp. They're sharp. But they're sharp. His, they're his sharp. His mouth is like a circle. <laughs> it's like, if a swamp monster and Voldemort had a baby yes. and then that baby borrowed Heidi Klum's worm outfit yeah. from this past <laughs> Halloween, dude, like that is what comes out, which is terrifying. Dude, okay, at one point, wait, you can so see... explain this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay Jen. Jen showed us a picture. And, and it literally ridiculous. is a circle. It's like, Oh, it's like do a circle with your mouth. Like that's the circle. <laughs> with pointy teeth, top and bottom. <laughs> no nipples. No Absolutely nipples. no nipples, but a scaly, like coated body. Yeah. No nose to speak of. Just like two holes. Yeah. Voldemort-esque face for sure. Dude, and the whole time he's doing like a super sexual, like slither, yeah. like movement <laughs> motion and like looking between the girls and like yeah. sexually gyrating. And he yes, is dude. like there is hissing. It's like 
So, <laughs> so like a little bit also the Jeepers Creepers monster, I guess. <laughs> it's oh, like that yeah. was hella sexual. <laughs> yeah. And you can totally tell that the bottom part of the body is made from that like industrial piping. <laughs> like like ducting. Like ducting. Duct- yeah. Duct- yeah. It's like duct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Dude, and it I like, like the department all out on this. yeah Dude. yes yeah it yes. was great oh my god <laughs> um so they offer they give the offerings because they're like if he feeds then the fortunes shall increase basically all of their stock profit will increase if he like feeds on these women um but right then, that's when Xander, Willow, Angel, and Giles, they meet outside the frat house to go and save everyone, right? And Angel totally, like, hears that a ritual's going on, and he's like, where's Buffy? And he yeah. has on, like, the vampire <laughs> Full face. Full face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's just ready, dude. He is fucking rabid, dude. And so they come upon Xander, and he is just, like, wearing one of the robes. <laughs> and Willow's like, where'd you get that? He says, from the trash from the trash dude which i have so many questions about, dude first of all why aren't you donating your used <laughs> robe <laughs> that's not garbage dude and then like did someone die and they're like we don't need this anymore or was like they were supposed to have a pledge another pledge tonight and that's I don't know. Dude, I think is- that they're rich and they wear each robe one time and throw it away. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. Instead of walking like, we robe. have robes aplenty from yeah. sacrificing women. Yeah. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah. <laughs> they don't believe in sustainability whatsoever. They're like, I've already worn this robe. I can't wear it again. How humiliating would that be? If like, they're the ones more than once. who, like, start fast fashion. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they made their money with this sacrifice they would have started fast fashion they're like i invest in big robe (laughs) 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 so he's guys okay so xander's like cool i'll just go in the front door (laughs) because i have this robe on and he's like i'm late for the the sat knock 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 let me in i'm I'm late (laughs) (laughs) okay and then this part is interesting right because he does ask to come in he's like whatever let me in and then him and angel run in Mm -hmm. so my question then is because this is a frat house do the rules not apply like it's a public building or is the invitation to come in general enough that it like overpowers that vampire rule? I think I'm assuming they didn't think about that. No, I feel like <laughs> no, I feel like they did because I noticed that too. Like the whole fact of like for him to even say it, he didn't need to say. It. I feel like it was kind of put in. I think someone thought of it, but they're like, we can't change this whole scene. Just fucking say okay. Can I come in or because. He goes out of his way to say it. I don't feel okay, like I okay. ever say that to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> when they open the door. I guess I should. Maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> I just walk in immediately. At least you know I'm not a vampire. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I'd been but, Yeah, I noticed so. that too. Good catch. I was like, yeah. Maybe it's just like, yeah, because he, yeah, the frat dude was drunk. He's like, yeah, whatever, come in. And so maybe it's just if you're saying it near a door sure <laughs> yeah, i don't know but it counts. maybe it counts i don't yeah, know yeah <laughs> it was like the royal you is what yes. i meant and it's like 
okay, it was in, <laughs> it was intended to be multiple use. <laughs> Dude, so there's a huge fisticuffs happening <laughs> upstairs with Giles and Xander and Angel um, and they're making hella fucking noise and so Tom downstairs is like something's happening up there go stop them or whatever so he sends bros up to go fight the other bros and the giant snake dude is just looking around He's like, like sexually <laughs> just like floating Gyrating. His, yeah <laughs> like watching them go upstairs like yeah. yes dude like <laughs> so I guess creepy. he can't feed until like something else must maybe the stones come into play here and we just like don't have a chance to see it like some more ritualistic thing must happen before he can feed because he just chills (laughs) (laughs) like he must have even though he eats once a year he's like not like you know he's like this is fine like i'll just (laughs) wait i'll wait (laughs) (laughs) he wants everyone to be seated at the table before you start (laughs) (laughs) he has manners dude or he's just like rubbing his snaky body like he is revving himself up like on his like beast like reptile clit or whatever (laughs) yeah totally it's like there's a fleshlight down there Dude, so Tom is like, bro, what are you waiting for? Just go and feed while the bros are upstairs handling business. So then Voldemort like slithers over to Cordelia and is like showing his tiny teeth. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) and then Buffy is like, hey, reptile boy. And I was like, everyone drink. She just said the name of the episode. Dude, also, this is a reptile man. <laughs> um oh my god and then tom is like no woman speaks to him which yeah. Is, yeah. whoa yeah. That <laughs> for was some reason to me like that just takes it up like yeah. <laughs> an unnecessary notch um and then buffy proceeds to take that moment to body shame cordelia by being like you don't want to eat cordelia look at her she's all skin and bones <laughs> half hour in a half hour you'll be hungry again and tom is like bitch if you talk again i'm gonna cut your throat and he has like the ceremonial sword (laughs) and luckily that's right when um everyone like busts through the door of the basement from upstairs also while buffy is like breaking the chains from the ceiling she has a moment of just like she eats her yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did not like being told that she couldn't speak to a man she's yeah. like no that's taking it too far <laughs> um Dude, such a moment too of being yeah. like why are there so many like super hard things that buffy can do super easily and then comparatively easy things that are so fucking hard for her like Ripping those chains out of the wall doesn't seem like it should have been. But it was like, dude, because she's been off work for a week. She's been Uh, off work. Oh my God, totally. She's not been training in the And her muscles atrophy. You're right. You're right. Giles tried to help her avoid this. She didn't warm up, dude. Yeah. Like in the first season, she could jump like 60 feet in the air without bending her knees. Yeah. (laughs) Like she hasn't been training, so she can't like rip these chains out. But it wasn't just like a normal wall. It was like cave, a finished basement wall. Cave, finished basement wall. Yeah, wall, you know they have those support things. <laughs> it was yeah. like made of the rock. That fucking 
room was built for this one purpose. Oh, of, like, absolutely. Having the snake That's hole true. and then like hanging <laughs> chained women. <laughs> like that was it. They like and watched then the how rock to build a speakers, sex room. The rock, the rock speakers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Those like- were installed later. Those were installed later. <laughs> that wasn't from yeah. when the grandfather was there. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, so- they had to have like a live band to play. <laughs> because <laughs> have a way to do it so they're like <laughs> yeah, no, that's a jazz band you know, to be a pledge you had to like play a string instrument <laughs> so they definitely run down into the finished basement but like only because willow has gone in there and like quickly scouted mm-hmm. and comes back and is like some guys attacking buffy with a sword yeah and like and there's also a snake. there's a really big snake, a snake. it's a snake, a snake. <laughs> do you and... remember badger 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 Amanda? like that website badger, that badger, you'd go badger, to badger, yeah. badger, <laughs> badger 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 and then after a while badger. it would go dude it was like the first meme but it was like a website you had to go to that was called like badger badger badger.com <laughs> okay so yeah um there's a snake a snake upstairs and like willow is letting them know and then um <laughs> and then so buffy is busy just like saving herself she's like i guess i'll just do it myself and gets the sword from tom and I guess like stabs the snake. I he, she thought... like slices him and she slices the duct off. Yeah, does she. I thought That's she what does I thought. because straight down, dude. Yeah, I thought she it was a slice. Into severed it. though, you see it. I thought severed. it was sliced. Okay, okay, that but makes way I more sense. We thought that she was like lashing the snake with her chains. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> like with the chains dude, that were still on her wrist. At one point, she lashed chains Tom's neck and throws him across the room, which was dope that's savage yeah that was but no the snake she just chops in half and she kind of looks down like (laughs) yeah it was very easy to kill (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it didn't really have any defensive moves or anything like it just had uh, tiny teeth and no arm that's why it needs like a whole frat dude to feed Mm -hmm. him to like chain yeah like he was gonna eat the women when they were still chained yeah exactly that makes sense with his tiny tiny piranha teeth (laughs) so i did some research and like okay so amanda you'd already said that its name is machida Mm -hmm. and he is i guess a demon okay okay cool because i was like is this tom's grandpa (laughs) (laughs) and like that why he's so like involved in this shit but no he's a demon is it a snake demon uh yeah okay cool a snake demon yeah um how old like how old is the i don't know there wasn't enough yeah okay everything would be just did you look this up on buffy wikipedia or like actually buffy wikipedia it's not real i thought you were actually dropped i thought you were I thought you meant in real life. Machida is <laughs> yeah, not like real. from no, our book no, of like paranormal a legend. creatures. Like, like I thought it was no. like an actual legend, like, like Chubacabra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so Machida's dead. <laughs> that was super yeah. easy. 
it was dead and tom is left there and i feel like he's kind of like what's the big deal like we were just playing the devil's triangle and <laughs> we were just boofing light as a feather stiff as a board (laughs) like time for me to go complete my like supreme court justice (laughs) training i have a lot of potential my confirmation's coming up Um, Dude, yeah, I think Angel like walks him up. He like citizen yeah, arrests yeah, him and like <laughs> walks him he up. He does. He does because he needs to make space for Giles to give this like tough love speech to Buffy, mm-hmm. which is just like honestly, we've seen Giles and Buffy's relationship evolve so much, and I feel like we it has already happened where Giles has changed a lot from this like super callous watcher who expects Buffy to be nothing but a slayer. But this is such a nice moment of like that relationship can continue to grow also like is it nice <laughs> i thought it was nice yeah, I thought they it was both like, like okay. apologize and have like an understanding yeah. it's like he he's it was a vibe of like i want you to train because i know what you're gonna face okay sure and I guess. he would he hold like, i want you to train because i fear for your life and it's like yeah cool. i mean like he's not I gonna be able to not... protect her sure he like can't a giant even... snake almost ate her just now. Yeah, and it's just like, how is that break... supposed to make her feel better? Because <laughs> I think he's being like, okay, I understand that, like, I need to give you some space. Okay, he's like, sure. you obviously know, because yeah. you almost got eaten by a giant snake right now. And you're fine. And, and you're you, fine. like, lied about patrolling and then we're, like, at the scene of the crime before we <laughs> so even would have gotten here. Like, and it's this like, bitch would have died if you wouldn't have, like, mm-hmm. followed your instincts. Yeah. And, and I think he's, like, like, admitting that he's been hard on her, but, like, the okay, reason okay. why is because, like, he is worried. And he knows that, like, if she were in trouble, sh- sh- he couldn't help her. The only thing he can do to help her is to train to prepare her. Okay, sure. And, like, gently nudge her. And it's nice, Mm -hmm. dude, because it's, like, okay, finally we get a, like, interaction between Buffy and an older man Mm -hmm. where he's not grooming her. And Mm -hmm. it's not creepy. Yeah. He is, like, yeah, just caring about her and really showing up as more of a father figure than a creepy fucking roofing man vampire <laughs> more a vampire dude yeah he's not trying to tell her how mature she is oh uh, uh, so that's yeah. through the worst of it you guys yeah it was well we have a nice bad. happy ending yeah we have a nice ending kind of, i guess yeah, okay <laughs> we have a kind of nice ending <laughs> well it's better than it's what would happen ending. in real life there's only minor grooming in this so part so it it's ends good at the bronze and like Cordelia is someone another person wearing a suit (laughs) just what you wear I guess and so this is a high school man okay so this was from last it's the Australian guy right okay yeah from last episode and he's wearing a suit and is getting Cordelia like I guess a cappuccino and a muffin um and she's like oh, it's only young men for me now. <laughs> okay, now, so she, I think the lesson she learned is I need to groom. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I need to be the groomer. She's like, I, she definitely picked a short king. And she's like, I need to feel 
hella powerful and safe and and yeah there's power play going on right there (laughs) and this is also it's jonathan who is a recurring character who i really enjoy so i'm just gonna keep shouting out when he turns up in episodes um jonathan is the character that vampata tried Mm -hmm. to kill in the last episode and was kind of saved at the last moment so He's, he's the really only person, token loser, dude. The only yeah. person that had an appropriate outfit for the cultural yeah. dance. Yes, dude. Um, okay. And then we see that Xander is like reading a newspaper. Like yeah. he brought a newspaper <laughs> to the bronze yeah. for their night out. And he's like reading this article in the Sunnydale Press. And <laughs> the title is Fraternity Arrested. Like the whole <laughs> arrested, <laughs> which like is what should happen. Yes, but okay, yes. so that's what happens. And he's like, says here that they've all been sentenced to consecutive life sentences, which like, we know that's not what would happen, dude. They would go on the Supreme Court, obviously. Yeah. They all um But that's they, why it's they nice. Ruin it's their whole nice... life, dude. Yeah. That's why so... It's a nice Sunday. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a dream. And then he's like, oh, they found bones dating back 50 years. And a lot of the people who originated from this fraternity are suffering from financial failure. They're CEOs of companies that like are getting IRS visits. And some of them are committing suicide in the boardrooms. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) We love that. We love this for that. We want more of that. I guess like basically they were preventing like a great depression (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that means that the sacrifice in the 20s got away (laughs) like is this what caused like the tech bubble to burst in the 90s (laughs) killing machida Oh my god. And so yeah, that I guess was the plentiful bounty that they were, <laughs> Wall Street. That they were getting, but now it's gone. So now there's like bad harvests all around <laughs> in the stock market. <laughs> Dude, and then Daddy Angel walks in. Yeah, and he's like, I hear this place serves coffee. <laughs> And, like, Willow and Xander are just there, like, watching this interaction happening and, like, super doing that, like, watching a tennis game thing with their eyes where they're like. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, like, Buffy's like, yeah, it does. And I'll one with you. later <laughs> the, the camera goes between her eyes and his eyes and her <laughs> eyes and his eyes like zoom dude in. and he's making no face like no he, he has, has a such blank face <laughs> he has shovel face absolutely yeah. shovel face. <laughs> <laughs> dude and then like she's like yeah later nerds <laughs> and just like leaves. walks away and, and smiles to herself just, like, looks at her as everyone she said leaves without saying bye and she just turns around from her friends that's me that's me me. (laughs) (laughs) just like super bounces out and she's like "Mm, 
and yeah, has like a little smile to herself because mm-hmm. she's turned around from everyone. <laughs> and everyone just like watches her. Like yeah. the camera is adjusted <laughs> in a way where like you're watching Buffy walk away and you're watching everyone else watch her walk away. It's super and meta because so... we're watching them and they're yeah. watching her. <laughs> Dude, it was such main character energy. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> That's it. And that's, yeah. that's how it ends. That's how it ends. So we had like a lower death count for sure mm-hmm. in this episode. So we have two humans that are kind of like referenced when Willow is like doing her research. And they are what I'm calling unexplained snake death because we <laughs> don't really find out like how the snake kills them. <laughs> and <laughs> this happens like obviously in the frat rape dungeon. That's mm-hmm. kind of where and then there's like an unknown number of these suicides because they don't really say mm-hmm. and so those are also like related deaths um killed by obviously themselves <laughs> and that's <laughs> happening in boardrooms and then Buffy kills Machida who is a snake demon mm-hmm. so it was like two old deaths some new un you know unknown amount of suicides happening off screen and then a snake demon so okay pretty low in comparison yeah. to some yeah. of our other ones yeah. yeah it was pretty fucked up episode yeah. it also was like okay i guess they did have you know like um good one in the end <laughs> so that was nice <laughs> it also just shows that like i mean when did this episode come out and it's like okay. still <laughs> it is still such a relevant like totally. thing that happens like still like 20 yeah. years later you know what i mean it's exactly the same i don't feel like anything has really changed you know so it's crazy that, that anyone was would up. like want to be in a fraternity <laughs> yeah. feel like they get really bad I know, right? Dude, that's definitely from like our perspective though, right? Like, um, I would like to point out that this episode did come out in 1997. Mm -hmm. It was written by Joss Whedon. Mm -hmm. Let that fall as it may. Um, and it feels really important to me to mention that it was rated PG. Oh, (laughs) dude. So It was interesting because they do say bitch too. They said it once. Like, That's what Yeah. Made and it's just like it's chill. You can say that on TV, I guess. In nineteen you could. I think you can say it like one like that's how Harry Potter like you could say bitch one time and still get a PG rating. Like I think it's like a number of times that you say it. Yeah. So but yeah. No, this was I have we had is this like What's another after school special episode that we've had so far? Is this the first one that feels like that? Kind of starting to get more into that realm of like, these are the dangers <laughs> of existing. <laughs> this is definitely one of the worst ones. Um, maybe the one with um like the invisible girl. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly felt like that. Maybe the season two premiere, the one she was bad episode. That's mm-hmm. just like oh, and then the like your catfishing one. Oh my god. The <laughs> okay, that no, was the that first one, one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one is funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with like 
Malcolm or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're yeah, definitely... this one just had a different vibe. This one was way more Degrassi feeling. Yeah, of like the episodes we've seen so far. Because I feel like even the catfishing one was way more camp than this. Like throughout, yeah. like this one should have ended with a one eight hundred number of like, if you know someone in this situation who's yeah. being groomed, like yeah. you can hit us up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that we are going to start. Um, getting a little darker. Things are going to start getting a little darker. Buffy is a junior in high school this year. We are amping up. The show stays campy, I think, forever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that there's going to be more um, episodes where I feel like I need to like cry in the shower afterwards coming. Mm-hmm. So this feels like the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's great. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to. Um, we'll have to um, open a cold one with the boys, too. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe we start taking a shot. Yeah, maybe yeah, we start Yeah, dude. Shot or like, just to calm down. Some, some G&Ts. Yeah, yeah. G&Ts. That's to maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely, on the episode page of the website, put the picture of cheetah <laughs> that we were all looking yeah. at yes please and yeah. try not to beat off too hard to it everyone because and then i did see that the next episode which i already kind of referenced is called halloween i am concerned <laughs> yeah I'm already and concerned. i'll say that i did see in the thumbnail a picture of spike so it's gonna be good <laughs> Let's see how many costumes we can cancel. <laughs> Get ready for your panties to drop, dude, because it's going to be a Spike and Drusilla episode. Ooh. So put a towel down. Get yourself ready. Get a gin and tonic. vibrators. <laughs> yes, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So to close us out, I would just like to say, badger, 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 badger. <laughs> this episode was created and recorded by amanda kelly chris rath and me jen rath it was also edited by me jen rath our theme music is by james massa and my husband daniel nico and our cover art is by our super badass friend caitlin deering thanks everyone for listening (laughs) 